and welcome aboard. Time for another edition of a show to be named later. It is July 16th, 2018, and we have reached the kind of sort of midway point of the Major League Baseball season. Couple things to get to today. Let's start off with this. Eric Dungy, named to the Maxwell Award watch list as one of the top players in the country. What that means for Syracuse football, what expectations are for him, and why I will tell you it's not all that surprising. And then I want to get to an MLB All-Star Game thing. I want to get to a home run derby thing. I want to get to a better alternative for simply just a home run derby. Or maybe this is an addition to simply just a home run derby. But we will get to that coming up in a little bit on a show to be named later. As mentioned, let's start with Eric Dungy. Let's start Syracuse football. Let's talk about this. Eric Dungy named to the Maxwell Award watch list. And that comes out this morning, and you might have been a little bit surprised. You might have been uh, a little bit caught off guard. The Maxwell Award is basically the same thing as the Heisman. Typically, whoever wins the Maxwell Award wins the Heisman Trophy. It's the best player in the country. He's one of 41 quarterbacks, one of 85 players. That means that someone out there, some group of people out there, thinks that Eric Dungy is one of the 85 best players in college football. And that may sound crazy to you on the surface. That may sound insane to you on the surface. He hasn't played a full season yet. He has had each of his first three seasons cut short by injury. But I'm not shocked at all. I'm not surprised at all when this list came out, when this announcement was made this morning. I'm not surprised. Because Eric Dungy is this good, and in this system, he looks even better. Right? Like, Eric Dungy is a good quarterback. But throw him in this system. Throw him in this hyper-speed, power-drive-type system. Run-and-shoot. Whatever you want to call it. Throw him in this, and he's going to look even better. We saw that at times last year, right? We saw when this offense clicked. We saw when this offense looked its best. And imagine Eric Dungy doing that over 12 games. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win the Maxwell Award. I'm not saying he's going to be in contention for a Heisman Trophy. I don't think he will be. Largely because that stuff is largely predicated on team success. Right? The last player from a purely average team, mediocre team, to win the Heisman Trophy was Robert Griffin III. Oh, wait. I know somebody on that coaching staff. Offensive coordinator Dino Babers. Obviously. Again, not to say that Eric Dungy is going to be in contention for these awards. And I use the Robert Griffin example to show how long ago it's been for somebody who's really just been on an okay to good team to have won it. Right? It's been a while since Robert Griffin was playing at Baylor. Dino Babers is on, what, his third job since that year? It's been a while. 
It's been a while since a player from just an okay team has won the Heisman. So I don't expect Eric Dungy to really be in contention for the Maxwell Award or for the Heisman Trophy. But when you look at his numbers and when you watch him play, he might fit in if he can play a full season, if he can stay healthy. His numbers might stack up. So it's not shocking to me to see him named to the watch list. To see him named as one of the 41 quarterbacks, one of the 85 players. That shouldn't be surprising. That shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Eric Dungy coming back as the leading rusher off of last year's team. He was an Athlon All-ACC preseason player this year. This stuff shouldn't be surprising. Watch what he did last season. Watch what he did before he got hurt. And the numbers are astonishing. The play is incredible. He carried a team for weeks. He nearly carried a team to a win at Florida State. Nearly carried a team to a win at Miami. And yes, you can nitpick. You could say he throws too many interceptions. You're not wrong. His decision-making at times last year was questionable, sure. But the numbers are still there. He still produces. And at times last year, he got this offense going into warp speed. right? He got this offense moving the way that Dino Babers wanted it to move. And you saw what happened when he wasn't there. Sure, there was an offensive explosion against Wake Forest, but what about after that? What about after that game? After that game, the offense disappeared. After that game, the offense was not there, was not good enough. It struggled in the last two games of the season. Scoring 10 points against Louisville, 14 points against Boston College. That's not going to get the job done. That's not going to get you a win. Those games showed the importance of Eric Dungy, right? Those games showed the need for Dungy to play. You need him on the field. You need him captaining this ship. You certainly did last year. Without him, it was lost. Without him, you you didn't know where you were going. But with him, with him you can beat Clemson. With him, you can come close on the road in a game you should have won at Florida State. A game you easily could have won at Miami. A game you could have won at LSU, top 25 team. With him, you're a good enough team. With him, you're probably a bowl team. Without him... You're scoring 24 points over two games to end your season. That's how good he is. And no stat is going to measure that. But if you look at year's end, if you look at season's end, when all is said and done, his numbers, his counting stats are going to be phenomenal. They really are. So naturally, he's on the list for the Maxwell Award, the watch list. And naturally, he's probably going to show up on more watch lists. 
on more award semifinal lists throughout the season. He'll show up somewhere in the All-ACC rankings, perhaps, if he stays healthy. That's the caveat, if he stays healthy. I think Eric Dungy can be this good. I don't think he's going to win the award. I don't think he's going to really seriously be in contention for these awards unless Syracuse is significantly better than we all think. But Dungy will be right there. He'll be in the conversation. He'll be on the list. Right halfway through the season, he might be on the semifinalist for the Davey O'Brien Award. Doesn't mean he's going to win, but he'll probably be on the list. And at this point, for a guy who has yet to play a full season, isn't that all you can ask? Isn't that all you can hope for? That he's in that discussion? And I know that that may sound like I'm I'm setting the expectations low. He is a senior. He is a, I'm going to say, four-year starter after all. But think about it this way. He's yet to last 12 games. Yeah, he started for three years, but he's played the equivalent of two seasons over those three years because of injuries. Right? He's only played 24 games. He's yet to win more than four in a single season. Some quarterbacks win 11 games in a season, right? Teams win 11 games in a season all the time. Eric Dungy has done that in three years leading Syracuse. And that's not to knock him down, but it's a way of saying that, yeah, even though he is a four-year starter, even though it is his senior season, can you ask for too much more than him simply being in this conversation of Davey O'Brien Award, of Maxwell Award. Him making the semifinalist, can there be a higher expectation than that? And I think the expectation, the, the answer to that is no. No, you can't expect more. Because I don't know how much more we can expect from the team. I don't know how much more we can expect from Syracuse overall. And you know as much as I do, these awards are predicated on winning. These awards go to the best players on the best teams. They don't go to the best players, necessarily. you got to make sure you're the best player, but you're also on a great team. And if you do that, then you're in position to win an award. Right? Then you're going to go win. And that's the thing that is probably hurting Eric Dungy right now. For as good as he might be able to be this year, for the numbers he might be able to put up, if he can stay healthy, he's not going to get the recognition unless Syracuse wins. And I'm not talking about wins enough to go to a bowl game. I mean wins, wins. I mean nine wins. Something in that range. That's what that's what Robert Griffin was at when he won the Heisman. Nine wins. That seems like the bar, right? You got to have that. So Eric Dungy will be in these conversations. Eric Dungy will deserve to be in these conversations as the year goes on, as long as he stays healthy. 
But let's not kid ourselves into thinking he can actually win. Because as good as he is, it's basically out of his control. Let's take time out to let me remind you that if you missed any of the shows on the radio, ESPNSyracuse.com, you can get caught up with our best of podcasts on the block on demand with Brent Axe, Daniel Baldwin's show, of course, on ESPN Syracuse in the mornings, and Orange Nation when we return in just a couple of weeks on August 6th. You find them all at ESPNSyracuse.com on the podcast page or subscribe on iTunes, ESPN Syracuse. Just search that. And if you subscribe, you'll get them all delivered straight to your phone. And uh, while you're at it, check out our audio vault on ESPNSyracuse.com. All the interviews nice and neatly packaged for you all in one place. So you can catch up on those, you can catch up on the shows, and it's almost like you didn't miss anything. All right, now back to a show to be named later. All right, back here on a show to be named later. And, and I mentioned this off the top, and I wanted to get to it. Uh, this idea that I've got to supplement All-Star Week, to add to All-Star Week, to replace the Home Run Derby, add to the Home Run Derby, whatever it may be. But it's an idea that I've thought about for a while. It's an idea that I've talked about on the air. And I think that it would be a really good idea, a really interesting thing to throw into place. And I heard, I, I read something today about this on The Athletic and that Mookie Betts had brought up this idea and then it was pitched through The Athletic to you know TV execs and how it would be reacted to. Baseball should have a skills contest. It's as simple as that. Baseball should have a skills contest. Because that's what baseball is, right? Baseball is a collection of individual skills, more so than any other sport. It's an individual sport that gets dressed up and masqueraded as a team sport. right? That may sound silly, but everything you do in baseball, essentially, is individual. There's only so much teamwork involved. Okay, on a double play. On a on a steal, right? Catcher has to relay with the the uh, the second baseman or the shortstop. All right, but there's only so much teamwork really involved in baseball. It's an individual game. It's an individual display of skill sets. Why not show them off? Why not show off some of the freak athletes we've got in baseball? Why not show off some awesome skill sets? Like Aaron Hicks being able to throw 105 miles an hour from the warning track to home plate like he did in a game last year. Why not show off that skill set? Why not show off Shohei Otani's speed on the bases and how fast he can go first to third or how fast he can go first to home? Why not show off the glove work of Andrell and Simmons? And the great defensive players in the game today. How much fun would that be? Hit them grounders, left, right, slow, sharp. And make them throw across the diamond and they've got to hit a box. Hit grounders and, and fly balls and line drives out to outfielders and make them make a throw to home plate and they've got to get it into a barrel, into a crate. Why not do this? Like, this seems so easy. This seems like a slam dunk. And you would showcase people. 
and you would showcase different talents, different skill sets, different players, and it would be fun. That's what this is all about. It would just be fun. How fast can Billy Hamilton run around the bases? Because I know he's fast, but how fast can he really do it? I think that's an intriguing skill, an intriguing competition. Is Shohei Otani faster than him? Who's got the best and most accurate and fastest arm from the outfield? Who really is the best shortstop in baseball? These are all things that we can find out. These are all things that we can qualitatively and and quantitatively test. We have all these players in one place. We've got all these players in a stadium already. So why not do it? We already have the Home Run Derby. We already showcase one set of skills. Why not showcase more? Why not show off a little bit more? I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think it would be a fun event. Get players to show off a little bit. Right? You think Andrelton Simmons and Didi Gregorius and Francisco Lindor and Carlos Correa wouldn't want to show off in a shortstop contest? You think Aaron Hicks and Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge wouldn't want to show off in a contest of who's got the best arm and the most accurate arm? Who can throw the hardest from the outfield? You think Billy Hamilton wouldn't be racing around the bases trying to prove that he is, in fact, the fastest player in the major leagues, has the best split from first to third, from first to home? Of course they would be. Because they're all competitive. Because they are all competitors. Of course they would be fighting for this. Of course it would be fun. They would be trying. They would be showing off. They're athletes. They've got egos. That's what they do. It seems like an easy win for Major League Baseball. It seems like an easy thing to do. If you just want to have some fun. And I'm not necessarily saying replace the all-star game with this. That's not what I'm saying at all. Because I think the Major League Baseball all-star game is the best of the professional all-star games. The Pro Bowl is a joke. The NBA all-star game is a, a pickup game, right? It's boring. It's uncompetitive. There's no defense. And I say this, and this is going to be a funny way of saying it and explaining it, but here's my reasoning why. Baseball is the hardest to half-ass. Right? Like in football, you just decide not to tackle people. In basketball, you just take it easy on the defensive end. Hockey, they've totally changed it. It's not even a hockey game anymore. It's a three-on-three tournament. I think baseball's all-star game is the best and most realistic of all the all-star games. It's the closest to the real product. So I'm not saying replace the actual game. I'm not saying replace Tuesday night. Because there's still something there that's cool about the All-Star game. What I am saying is add. Add to the week. Have fun. Make this event better. Show off your players. Show off your personalities. And it always comes back to me, 
to this central point that I've made about Major League Baseball. I made it on this podcast last week. Show off your stars. Showcase what they can do. And if you've got guys running as hard as they possibly can from first to third, and you see just how fast these guys are running, that shows them in a different way. If you have guys fielding ground balls left, right, in, back, having to dive, get up, and make a throw, that shows them in a bit of a different way. Shows the competitive flair they've got in a one-on-one setting. It would be awesome. I don't know why this doesn't happen, and I'm sure there's concern for injury, concern for for damage to the players. But isn't there that concern any time they step on the, f- the field? Isn't there that concern in the All-Star game itself? We don't seem too worried about it when it's in a game. We don't seem too worried in the home run derby. I understand not wanting to do a fastest pitch speed, which would be fun. I understand not wanting to do that one. A little delicate, a little concerned over the arms of your highly priced pitchers. I get that. But the other stuff, I I don't understand the hesitance. I really don't. I think this would be a great addition to the All-Star game. The All-Star week. You've already got four days. You've got two days where nothing happens. You can do this. You can add this. It will be another fun event. And while you're at it, you can move that Futures game from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night. Right? You can, you can make things a big deal. There's a lot baseball can do. And I think that adding this skills contest could really help them. Make another marquee event on the baseball calendar. Look at what it's done for the NBA. NBA Saturday night is better than the All-Star game. Wouldn't you like to have that but for baseball? Like, if you're a baseball fan, wouldn't you like to have your version of the three-point contest? The Home Run Derby is still king. The Home Run Derby is still the slam dunk contest. Right? That's still the main event. That is still the main attraction. But that doesn't mean there can't be other things going on as well. And I think it's time for baseball to start doing that. Start doing those other things. That does it for us today on a show to be named later. Thanks for tuning in as always. Don't forget, if you missed any of our previous episodes, go check them out on ESPNSyracuse.com. On the iTunes feed, just search ESPN Syracuse. If you're looking for all of this show specifically in one place, go to ESPNSyracuse.com and find the Seth's blog tab on our website, on our top bar. Uh, It is under the blogs page. You can find all of our episodes dating back to the very first one, uh, all in one place, easy to find on ESPNSyracuse.com. All right, we're back tomorrow with another episode of A Show to Be Named Later.